coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Paper Stack Podcast. I am Brett Berkey. This is Rick Allen. Rick Allen. Allen. That's the name they gave me. That's the name they gave you. Rick Allen. They can run it together, Rick Allen. So it's been a bit. We've yeah, been, been bit. busy. But you know what? It's been a bit since we've done this. We've, it's been, we've been things, family, kids, spring break. I go to pick Brett up today and he comes strolling out to the car and I go look at his shirt and I go, hmm. <laughs> Still on the same page. Still on the same uh, page. Same, same pants. <laughs> totally random. It was it's just like, kind of totally random. So it looks like we're working at Best Buy. We've seen, we've yeah. seen a, a name tag. <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, we'll. Uh, so we went to Iman, which was great. Oh, fantastic! It was, was a far travel for us, which was awesome. It was right here in Orlando. We call those home games. <laughs> we had a home game. Yeah, that was fun. But it was funny because my wife's like, "What? Are, are you going to help? You know, pick up the kids? Or are you going to do this? You do that?" And I was like. Just pretend I'm in New York. Just pretend I'm in Orlando, but like I'm in New York. I'm at a conference. I just happen to sleep at home tonight. I'm just gonna sleep at home, but don't don't ask, don't check when I come home. But well, that was that was good ish, decent time. So yeah, it was good. It was. Um, what'd you learn? Anything? Uh, I mean, I learned a lot. Uh, it, not a whole lot about notes in specific, but like accelerated IDC policies and stuff to do like stuff with different apps like prosper and just fun stuff from someone like that at the bar was you just was letting them roll and i was like taking in all the knowledge i was like this is good this is good so yeah i heard uh so they were talking about you know that one of the topics that just about any time you go to any sort of note conference defaulted or anything like that it's always inventory when where's the npl inventory coming mm-hmm. and <laughs> You know, it's funny, you know, three years ago, four years ago, they were like, well, it's, it's you know, it's got to come soon. We've got this, we've got that. And now it's been a bit of like, well, it's a slow moving process. It's a big train. It doesn't all just get rolling at once. My crystal ball's in the shop. <laughs> I don't really know. I did know. hear that one. Yeah, I don't really know. So it sounds like end of the year, but no. Nope. I thought they said 2024. 2020, end of the year, 2024. Yeah, so they said it's just a really slow-moving process. Um, so who, who knows if, if if that's you know if you're tuning in for the update on IMN, that's uh, one thing I did take away from it. Um, we had a great panel on technology, and it's crazy to see how much technology is coming into the space. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, it's good. It's good, good stuff. Anything else? Got to see some you know some of the old warrior soldiers we get to hang out with. Yeah, that was but, fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you got to go out and do a little bit more than I did. I had to. You had a dip, but me and Patrick uh, Franz had a fun time, you know, and then uh, it was good. But then by the second day, of course, I'm in, you know, you stick around till like noon and then whatever. Got to see J.B. Bayman, Chris, Chris Sebney, and a whole bunch of other people. It was, it was, it was a good Yes, time. yes, we did. Um, so it was good. A lot of fun. Yeah, so one of the things... What's today? What do we have? So it's one of those topics that are kind of cliche, but it's like, you know, someone asked, you know, he was like trying to learn about notes and you know, it's like, it's like, I learned best by understanding your experiences and what you know now to what you would have done differently if you were in my shoes starting out. Like from, you know, I can learn all I need to know about what is a note, what's a mortgage, all this, all this, the technical whatever stuff. But yeah. knowing all the stuff you know now years later, 
looking back, if you were to go back and start all over again with the knowledge, what would you do differently? What what hurdles would you start first, or what would you avoid? You know, would you stick with strictly a certain yeah. strategy? I mean, I would. Okay. What would I do? First thing I would do is I would start off the rip with professional servicing. <laughs> I didn't do that for the first year and a, uh, probably the first year and a half. We did our wow. own servicing, and by own, you know, it was like my own servicing. I mean, <laughs> we. I don't even know. You were buying NPLs though, right? So yeah. What, what, <laughs> yeah. The servicing was being done. What like the loss mitigation? Huh? Well, yeah, the yeah. loss mitigation. We did all that, which was great, and that's one thing I would always do is like I would find a way that you could implement your own loss mitigation stuff. But on the servicing side, like that first year and a half, I didn't have any that I had to take to foreclosure. Right. Because had I had to go to foreclosure with any of those in the first year and a half, I didn't have servicing records. I mean, I had the, the they would give me a spreadsheet when I would buy it and tell me here's all the balances as of now. But I didn't have a, a spreadsheet that I was like, monthly accounting okay mm-hmm. they were 138,000 in the whole last month this month there are 138,800 of them I didn't have all that didn't you guys try to do your own servicing in the sense of like getting mortgage office and we were going to do it we bought mortgage office we were going to do our own servicing as a way more so just as a way to like kind of manage manage uh, investor funds and all that stuff and so we could have done it it was a it was a robust program and we were did you guys ever use it we used it a little bit, but it was it was a lot, so we, we just never used it. And it basically, I was like, well, we can sit here and do this and pay somebody to do this, or we can just pay, you know, $65 a month per loan to somebody. And once you get to a certain, you know, if you got 10 loans, it's, ah, uh, you get 100 loans, you're like, that's 6500 bucks a month. It would make sense if they're not performing, you know, it would make sense to go ahead and use the mortgage office and have somebody do it. But there's... We just, we never really got into it. So I would just say, look, it's easier to use a professional service or let them handle it. That is like the thing I would go back and tell myself. I would say also don't, we were doing NPLs and having great success at it. We were were having fantastic success at getting people to uh, sign the house over. And I went through like two foreclosures. It took just forever. I ran into a couple of borrowers who were just like, they didn't want to give the house up. And one of them was pretty savvy. And so we, at that time, got some education on the performing side and we started going into the performing side. I would still, and we kind of did a complete pivot. Um, is this the one, this isn't the one out of t- or Tennessee, right? Kentucky. Well, that was one of them. That was definitely one of them. This one took like years and the guy went back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, there was, there was a guy out of, um, I think it was, it was St. Pete Beach. Clearwater, it was somewhere on the east coast. It was a settlement house. What does that mean? Florida, we have settlement, the foundation, tracks, oh. like that kind of stuff. And it, 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 he had gotten um, insurance for it to remedy it. And we ended up working out a deal with him where he owed like 400 grand. Oh, jeez. And but we, we only were into it for like 150. And so we got him to pay us off at 180. And then he held on to it for like, I think. 12 months and then turn around and sold it for like 330 or 340 so that was one where like the foreclosure we had to like stop it and restart the foreclosure and we were going to be on the hook like he was suing us for 
wrongful for it was just it was a mess he was a savvy borrower mm. so another thing i would do is i would look at if there's a foreclosure already started i would i would look through the foreclosure file look through the foreclosure case have your attorney do it to kind of get an idea of what you're buying did you not no we would i mean we would look at foreclosure but i would look okay foreclosure's already started where are they in the process like how far along are they was the extent I wasn't going through the legal files and saying, okay, did they file the proper motions or is this the proper X, Y, or Z? You know, there was, so there, there was um, one like that. Um, so that's what you would do first. Definitely servicing so far. You would read through the, I would have somebody, if it's an NPL and there's enough juice on it, I would, I, I'm going to buy it and there's a foreclosure started. I am looking through that. And then I wouldn't just also, one other one I mentioned was I wouldn't just say, okay, I'm just buying performing or I'm just buying this. I would have a, a main strategy, but I would also, um, the, the foreclosure things are the ones that you can get deed and lose on. Those are nice because you can get, you can get big chunks, right? Right. You can get chunks of capital and you can have your performing stuff that's that's coming in and, and paying the steady eddy bills but the the big chunks to keep them coming yeah you can get a, the, the non-performing stuff so but ideally you should have you should you gotta caveat that too I mean, if you're buying non-performing you better have some kind of real estate background hmm you better have a real estate background um if that helps um, at the time when we were buying the non-performing stuff and we're really, we were really, really, really successful, it's because we were all in Orlando, right? Or, or uh, in the surrounding uh, areas. It yeah. was, it was something that if I had to, and I, in at the first, at the beginning I did it, but, um, the further along we got, I stopped doing it. If I had to, I would drive to the people's house and talk to them. Right. There's one like over which no one's going to know where this is at, but East Orlando, right? We actually walked up to the door yeah and he basically said i own your house here's a check for 10 g's i there was i met several several times there was i think the biggest check we wrote was like 20 or twenty-five thousand to somebody to get out and they didn't want to get out but we we're like look i'm gonna foreclose or i'm gonna give you 25 grand take your pick and they took the 25 grand and left and we turned around and resold it like immediately immediately and, and how much did you make uh, probably like 85, some 80, 85 grand on that. Um, Minus the 20 or is that? No, no, that's our profit. Oh, well, okay. That's why, that's why you write a check, right? Yeah. I'm going to write you a check for 25 to make 80, 85, something like that. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That was really good. Anyways, I, I would, like I said, big chunks coming in. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Uh, another thing I would tell myself is if it's a non-performing loan, be wary of the small balance stuff. Because legal fees are going to cost the same. No legal matter. fees are going to cost the same, and if if it's in, you could have a fifty thousand dollar loan that's carrying four grand a year in taxes. Mm. In if you're in the you know, you Ohio, Illinois, Indiana, and which which that's fine as long as you're not holding it for too long. But think about it: if it's if if it's a fifty thousand dollar loan and maybe the house is worth sixty thousand or seventy thousand, I mean that's a pretty healthy chunk of you know. Mm -hmm. It's not quite 10%, but it's, you know, or it's, it's a little over 10%, under 10%. Yeah, but it's it's still pretty, I mean, it's pretty hefty. It adds up. So that can kind of eat into your, your cost quickly. And then I got to tell you, I can't tell you how many houses that had basements I've had that flooded. And that is awful. That is like, the, to fix that, it's just, 
it's a it'll kill you. It will kill you. So I have a rule for me that I'm not buying anything else that's small balance and has a basement. And has a basement. Just because why is it the basement's always flood? They're underground. <laughs> well, that's just <laughs> Yeah, I guess that. We live in Florida. We don't have a whole lot of basements. No. No, no we have walkouts. Walkout basements where there's a hill and they just dig out part of the hill and they build the house in the hill so you kind of are walking out one side. That's true. Or so. storage unit. Storage shit. That's not a basement, though. I guess you store stuff in there. It's like an extra garage. <laughs> Same kind of thing, right? What are you talking about? A storage unit thing. Not a storage unit. What do you, what do you call it? The sheds. You storage your, shed? Yeah, you put your uh, like, lawnmowers and yeah, stuff in. Yeah. yeah, but those are not underground. Yeah, I know. That's real above ground. I don't know. Not the same thing. All right, so you keep going. You, you have the servicing, hybrid approach of performing and not performing to keep, you know, the big big wins and small little base hits, servicing, going through foreclosure notes, making sure a lawyer reviews it or understanding how to read all that legal jargon. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, anything else? I'm, I'm waiting for you to say it. I know you're going to say it. What? Get some education. Well, get some education, of course. <laughs> that was like, a like so the, on the education front, there's there's kind of two ways. Of, there's two schools of thought, right? Right. There's a school of hard knocks where I'm going to go in there and I'm going to figure it out, which costs a lot more money. Money. I mean, that's what we did the first year and a half, and we're very we're very very lucky. The the time that we we jumped into it, mm -hmm. stuff was selling it. 10 cents on the dollar or 12 cents. You on had the a dollar. lot of lecture. so you had a lot of cushion, right? Mm -hmm. If I was buying something. You know, I was buying 250,000 houses, or I was buying notes on houses worth 250,000, and I was buying them for 120 or 110. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I mean, literally like 50 cents on the dollar for the big stuff. The good, like. Those are performing or not performing? Non performing. Like the goods, man. I was paying 50 cents on the dollar for the goods back in 2012, 2013. Nice. So. There was a little more room for error, and it was the times, like. Things were, you know, things had been bad for so long and people, the borrowers or the houses that we were buying, they knew. Yeah. They had been living with it for years. They knew. They're like, I haven't been paying my, they were just waiting, waiting, waiting. So when you get to them and you talk to them, you're like, hey, it, it's time. Yeah. Right? It's time. You so been we had all seven the, years. we had all that kind of working for us. So you could afford to have, you know, the, everything was just kind of. A perfect storm now it's like you got to be you have to be measured in your steps you have to be measured in your investments um, still great investments but you have to have some education right? right it's just it's not the it's a different investment climate right now so I would say get definitely get educated um, so you understand what you're doing and you know I kind of I maybe contradicted myself a little bit because I'm like pick a strategy and go with it and I still believe that if you're if you're new to notes, you should have that. Just this is my strategy. But one of the things I've always looked at is I'm always like, if everybody's buying MPL, then I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna shift my I'll buy some performing. If if people start shifting over to performance, like I'm looking for the MPL stuff. I'm trying to fish where nobody else is. That's smart. So that's that's one of the things I would I would say, you know, yes, pick a strategy, but also once you're seasoned a little bit and you can kind of see opportunity, don't don't be afraid to take an opportunity if you can execute. Interesting. Okay, cool. So, so that's a good list. So we got servicing, yeah. foreclosure, education, opportunity cost of going one direction over the other, and having a hybrid approach. Some mm -hmm. performance, some not performing. 
judicial, non-judicial. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. There's. I, I'm sure you missed stuff and you paraphrased wrong, but it's good. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Yeah, we had. Uh, it was funny, kind of tying this up, but wrapping on that. I had. I was at uh, my daughter's softball tournament where I was watching one of our other our 12U program play. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys, I was talking to one of the guys there, and he's a buddy of mine. Um, he's from Claremont, Brandon. And he was, uh, we were sitting there just talking, and we were talking about something with um, a discount card or something like that. And he goes, ah, you guys should talk about that on your next podcast. I'm like, what do you, podcast? How do you know I have a podcast? He's like, oh, I listen to it all the time. He's like, you guys, you guys have such a good flow. You guys could talk about the traffic. And I was, and I would listen. He goes, it's like, you guys just, it's perfect the way you guys work together. I was like, man, that's like the best compliment I've had. I was like, you know, like, hey, you could talk about the traffic and I would listen. That's pretty cool. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, we we flow so well, we wear the same clothes. Didn't even plan it. That's crazy. I mean, I didn't even know you had that, that color but shirt. I'm gonna, we're, you know, we normally just, I don't want to spoil it for you, but sometimes we record two of these in one day or three of these. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna change. <laughs> and, uh, hey, let us know if you'd like a salmon-colored shirt. We have several of them we can give out. Salmon, it was supposed to be orange. It looked more orange on the website when I ordered it, and it showed up with <laughs> salmon. It looks like like perfect salmon. It's a salmon. I think it said, no, it's, it didn't say salmon. It said something else. But it looked orange. Maybe it was just my screen resolution, but... I've done that before too when I ordered stickers. <laughs> I ordered stickers. I thought you know, screen. You know, they were like they were this big. <laughs> this big. You couldn't. You couldn't read them. But they're perfect. They're like actually like the perfect um, like graffiti stickers or whatever. Because yeah. you could run and just I would just put them on people's like my friends' cars. I'd like bumper sticker them and then and, and they would never. It would just sit there forever because they wouldn't see it. And I would go to gas pumps. I'd put. You papers. put it Oh yeah, I was everywhere. That's funny. Yeah. Because we had a bunch of stacks of them. Yeah, we had a bunch of. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot. We probably had what five hundred of these things that were just like this big and that big, and they just said paper strap on them. Yeah, I just the funniest part was Mike's reaction when he when he saw what I ordered and when I got, we got it in, he was like, "What's it?" <laughs> they were so small. I mean, it looked big. I maybe mean, my again, maybe my screen resolution right. We had it zoomed in too far. I don't know. I should. I probably should have looked at the dimensions, but. I wasn't paying attention. Details, Brad. Details. Those details, yeah. Anyways, so, well, that's it. Soon as we're gonna have Ooh. DME. DME. Yes, I won't be there, but Brett and Mike will be in Nashville. Nashville. Smashville. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really jealous about that. Yeah, I uh, talked to Nathan. It's not too far from the main strip, I guess. So. Um, yeah, it's not. I think it's like a, a 15, 20 minute ride to yeah. get there. Maybe less. I don't know. I'll be. It's in June, right? It's in June, like September third. There's the night before. There's an axe throwing competition. Dude, I, w- I would come there and just smoke it at that. I'm so I'm so jealous. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you can find it at you can just uh, diversified mortgage expo. We'll put a link to it in, in, the, sh- in the comments. Yep, in the show notes. In the show notes. But yeah. So uh, again, like always, if you have your own questions and I'll be at a concert. It's a four day. Oh, that okay. That Gulf concert. Coast Jam concert in Panama City Beach. You were there. Yeah, normally I would go to the other one they had, which is Sand Jam, which was kind of like the uh, late '90s, early 2000s alternative punk, uh, alternative rock bands would be there. So mm-hmm. the guys that are like getting older now, they they would go and play. But that kind of it was doing good, and then COVID hit. But now like the Gulf Coast is going to be Morgan Wallen. It's just all country, but it's going to be it's going to be good. That's cool. It's going to be real good. That's cool. Yeah, well, we're going to have fun without you. You know, we'll have some barbecue without you. Yeah. Listen to some live music. Listen to some live music. 
Uh, maybe go ride on a boat. I mean, it's only a couple of days, so. Ride on a boat. Well, they have the river there, right? Yeah. And don't they have like the big boat? I don't know. If I go to Nashville, I wouldn't be like, hey, I'm gonna, oh, I guess a river boat is what river you're talking about. Riverboat, riverboat cruise yeah. or something? Yeah, cool. I don't know. Probably not. I, I always have great ideas, and then we get there, and I just do, I don't do any of them. So. But that's that for this one. If you are looking for education, of course, you know where to find some in the Paper Sec Academy, which is linked below. And if you have a topic you want to cover, he will answer it and I will listen. So that's it for this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thanks.